I would like to welcome those who are with us for the first time today. We are very uh, happy to have you. We welcome you in the name of the Lord. We're happy to have you with us. And I hope what you hear today will be a blessing to your souls and lives and you leave a totally different person than you came before the meeting. Uh, today I have a story um, I'm going to speak about today, and it is a story that uh, children at Sunday school, they sing it. My uh, grandchildren, uh, when I go to their house, they sing it to me, uh, and they start like this, Zacchaeus was a little man, a little man was he. Do you know it? Did you learn it at Sunday school? I did learn it at Sunday school. I did learn it at Sunday school. We're talking a thousand of years ago, right? <laughs> I did. In my own language. And now you know how old I am. But uh, I tried to change the subject many times. But the Lord said, you have a couple of, of uh, points. Share it with the people. Okay. I said, Lord, I will. So let's open our Bibles to the uh, Gospel of Luke. Gospel of St. Luke. Amen. And chapter 19. You should know what it is. I want to read a few verses so we can get a blessing. My wife told me you preached about that long time ago. I think I preached about that about 15 years ago in a different, under a different concept. And, um, well, here we go again, next, second time. Chapter 19. This is Jesus, verse 1. And he entered and was passing through Jericho. And behold, there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. And he was a chief tax gatherer. He was a, what they call a publican. Not a republican, a publican. So we're not talking <laughs> politics here. You be careful, you know. Okay. He was a publican. And he was a chief tax gatherer. And he was rich. And he was trying to see who Jesus was. And he was unable because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. And he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him, to see Jesus. For he was about to pass through that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And, of course, Zacchaeus hurried and came down and received him gladly. And when they saw it, this is the crowd we're talking, they all began to grumble, saying, he was gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus that's after maybe lunch or dinner, Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. 
And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house. Today, salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. Verse 10, for the son of man, that's our our verse today has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. About a month ago, I spoke, and I, have you, I, ha, I hope you remember, uh, because retention for the normal people after a month is about 20, 10 to 20%. So, if you don't remember, uh, I spoke about the mountain mover. If there's 10%, remember that, that's great. We're doing well. <laughs> we're, we're maybe above average. And today I want to talk about Christ, the life changer. Christ, the life changer. The story is known by all of us, almost, or the most. And it's a dear story to the hearts of Sunday school teachers, little ones. Maybe they have it today, I don't know. And many of us, because it's a story of a person whose life was changed by the Savior. And I hope before we leave here, those of you who do not know that Jesus Christ as a Savior, he is seeking you today. He wants to change your life. Because he came to change hearts and minds of people. He came to reveal also the character of the Father, our God. Our Savior sought to seek the lost and to bring great changes within individuals who accept him. When he was here on earth, Jesus traveled through the land of uh, Israel. He was always demonstrating deep concerns in the individual lives. And many were touched by him. And he went from city to city, as most of you know, comforting, changing lives, bringing change to many through his love, his compassion, and everlasting mercy. He came to change things for the better. And those who responded to his call, their lives were changed forever. What a great Savior we have. To go straight into the subject, Jesus said in this verse that I read to you, verse 10, Jesus seeks the unpopular with love and tenderness. He came to Jericho that day when Calvary 
where he was crucified, to those who, when Calvary was one week away, only one week away. He was to be crucified after one week of his visit to Jericho. It's interesting to note that there he demonstrated deep concern for a man who was hated, who was despised by the people of the whole city. Instead, our Lord, instead of seeking the popular ones and applause, our Lord sought out the most hated man in town, the most hated man, and he demonstrated concern toward him in order that he may change his life completely and give him a new hope. Jesus came to the city of Jericho. What a pattern to follow the Lord. When we are here in the city of San Ramon or Danville or where you are, may the Lord use every believer to change lives. Zacchaeus heard of Jesus coming to town. He heard about him. He never met him. And let's look at his heart a little bit. He decided in his heart that I want to go see Jesus. He left his office where he used to collect all the taxes. And when he went down the street, he had one ob objective, one goal, is to see Jesus. And you know, when we put in our hearts a goal to see Jesus, Satan creates obstacles. And some people say, oh, some other time. There might not be another time. Can you imagine? If Zacchaeus, when he met these obstacles, two obstacles in his way. Number one, he wanted to go through. There was a big crowd there. And you know what? If he says, if I go through the crowd, I will not be able to see Jesus because I'm a small man. The Bible says he was small in stature. He was short. That's the first obstacle, the crowd. His, those people, his, the way he looked and the way the crowd hated him. And how is he going to overcome that? Because I want to see Jesus. There was something in his heart. There was a decision that he made. Come what may, regardless what I, what I meet, I want to see Jesus. You're probably first time here in the church today. And the Lord brought you to this minute, not by chance. And you might have faced some obstacles, but thank God you are here. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is in his place here. That's his place, not ours. 
That's his church, not ours. So your very first thing with you, a plus for you, is you have defied all the obstacles and you're here. And he didn't care. Probably he changed route. I want, and then when he found himself with this obstacle of being short, and he said, how can I see him? I cannot, I cannot see him this way. He decided because, because he made a decision to see the Lord. Well, I know where he's going to pass. I know there's one road in town, and I'm going to go, and there's a sycamore tree. I'm going to go up the sycamore tree and sit on a very high branch and look at him so I can see him. Isn't that what happened? Isn't that? We never thought that the obstacles that he faced, but you know, he conquered the obstacles. The very first thing, he conquered the obstacles. This is why it's interesting. It's interesting to know that with all the people around, with all the crowd, screaming, shouting, some pros, some cons, some against, some with, that the Lord Jesus took time to seek Zacchaeus. Well, how did he look up? How did he know? This is the Lord. This is God. He knows where you are. He knows whether you're sitting at the bench, what you're thinking of, in your seat, at home, anywhere. So he knew what Zacchaeus did. Zacchaeus did. So he looked up, he says, as if the crowd did not exist. He gave special attention to this sinner, to this person who's hated by the society completely. Why? Because he is a tax gatherer. And you know, tax gatherers during, I researched that, during the rule of the Roman Empire in uh, old uh, Israel, they gave the liberty, especially he was a chief, they gave the liberty, as long as you collect all the taxes for the empire, Whatever you make extra is all yours. Now, now you can understand why he's hating, hated. Why? Because he was collecting more taxes for himself. And he was greedy, gathering money. He lived for money. And that's why the Lord looked up and said, I love what I see so far. Zacchaeus. Well, he saw me. It was surprising. And he couldn't believe that. He knew him and called him by name. He called him by name. Zacchaeus, come down. Look what he told him. He looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down. For today I must stay at your house. What a wonderful. I mean, it was, it was music to Zacchaeus' ear. Here I I came to see him, but today he is going to come to my house. He didn't care what would happen. He was, his heart was almost ready there to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? 
how the Lord seeks the chief of sinners to save him. Isn't it, isn't it miraculous how the Lord went out of his way when he was passing through Samaria and he knew there was a woman coming to the well at noon. They don't go to wells at noon in the old countries there. They come after five o'clock because it's too hot. The sun is, is too hot and they come always at five o'clock and on to fill their jars and take fresh water home. He sent his disciple down to go buy us something. And he went, waited there for a woman who was coming alone. And he knew who is she, who she was, who she lived with, who she's married to, how many times she's married. And when after, after a meeting with the Lord Jesus, she went home, saved, changed completely. And she told the world there, is this Jesus that I met? Could this be Jesus? And this is what happened to Zacchaeus. He ran. I'm going home. And met the Savior. The man who's hated by society. The man who was a cheater, if I may say that. Fraudulent. It says in the Bible, fraudulent. Despised. Ugly personality. And why, and some, some people say, why did he invite him? Why didn't he invite someone who's known amongst us? Jesus came for everyone. He didn't pick and choose. He saved kings and he saved paupers. Jesus came. And why the invitation? One answer from the Bible. One answer. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. No difference at all whatsoever. No favoritism. The Lord came to love all people. From all nations. Listen to me. Regardless of color. Regardless of creed. Regardless of religion. Of affiliation. Jesus came to save you. Regardless who you are. And where you are. And what you do. And he's willing to save you and change your life completely. You might ask, you might say, well, Adol, I am a great sinner. Well, he, I tell you one thing. You're not a murderer yet. Huh? He saved murderers. He saved thieves. He saved many people from different backgrounds. And he changed their lives. And they went home rejoicing. When you open your heart to the Lord, Zacchaeus had an open heart. You might not have thought about it. He had an open heart. When he called him to go and I'm going to your house, what did Zacchaeus do? Did he come down? He said, oh, no, no, I don't deserve. I'm a great sinner. Did he come down immediately? It says the Bible. He came down. Did he hurry back home? He did. Did he welcome him? He did. And we're going to see a little bit about that. 
He came to change hearts and lives regardless of your background, especially those who are outcasts of society. Please listen to his words. And this is what, what Jesus came for. That's his words. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. Are you afflicted today? Jesus is passing by. Jesus passing by. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Is your heart broken? Is your heart broken? The Lord is able to mend your heart today. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Are you captivated by a certain sin today? Do you feel you are a slave to a certain sin in your life? He is willing to bring liberty to your life today. He is a great liberator to open the eyes of the blind and give freedom to the prisoners. That's why he came. And further on, he said himself, I have come, I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. The Lord Jesus Christ is seeking the unpopular people and any kind of them with love and tenderness. And that's how he treated Zacchaeus. My second point. He was seeking Zacchaeus to change him. Nothing else. He had no other interest. You know, sinners, whether they are consciously or for any other reason, they do not seek God. Sinners today do not seek God. They seek all kinds of remedies to their problems, but not God. Remember that. But not God. Humans, instead of choosing to cooperate with God, they rebel against God. Think about it. And deep within the heart of every person, deep within the heart of every person, there's a vacuum, whether you admit it or not, there's a vacuum that only God himself can fill. Romans 3 describes the condition of human beings today. It says, there is none righteous. We have to understand that. There's not even one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks God. All have turned aside. Together they have become useless. There is none who does not, who does good. There is not even one person. So what do we need? What does society need? What does human beings without Christ need? They need Jesus Christ. A life changer. And there is no answer in the world for any of the ills of this society. Ills of the home, ills of families, ills of children, ills of, of the young ones, the young generation. They are seeking everything except God. And I tell you today, 
I tell you today, by the authority of the word of God, there is no other solution except the Lord Jesus Christ. This man was rich. Was he happy, you think? I don't think so. He placed money above his patriotism. Money above, about, above his family. Money above religion. He was hated. And he never cared for popular approval. He said, hey, I don't care. He was unloved. Even in his own home. I can dare say, most probably he hated himself deep inside. He had been looking for life and joy. He'd been looking for a glimpse of happiness in the, I think, in the wrong way and wrong place. He can't find it in money. He couldn't. And, oh, what an opportunity that was open to him that day. What an opportunity. Christ came to town. Friend, stop looking elsewhere for satisfaction in your life. Jesus is passing by. Seize the opportunity. Come down from that tree and welcome him in your heart like Zacchaeus. With all the money he was making, his life was a miserable life, a lonely person, until he met the person and he tasted genuine love. Some years ago, a newspaper offered a prize for the best definition of money. You know, Today, greed is the biggest, biggest problem of our society and homes and greed. Out of hundreds who competed, the winner submitted the following. Money is universal, a universal provider of everything but happiness. Money is a universal provider of everything but happiness and a passport everywhere but to heaven. Someone said the first steps to happiness are the church steps. Would you take that step today? If you're not happy, if you're seeking, if you're seeking the world, if you're seeking notoriety, if you're seeking this job, if you're seeking that thing, if you're seeking to widen your horizon, if you're seeking travel, first and foremost, there is nothing wrong to be aggressive and to, and to work hard and to get a good job and to have a good family and to have prosperity. But first and foremost before that, you need Christ who can change your life. Amen. At home with Jesus. I'll end soon. At home with Jesus. I wonder, did you ever wonder, wonder what this meeting, one-on-one, -on -one, 
what was discussed there? Did you ever think of that? Did you ever think of the Lord Jesus Christ telling him, listen, Zacchaeus, I know what you do. And Zacchaeus had to admit that because he knew where he was, right? No one told. He knew where he was. We can speculate. Would you allow me to speculate a little bit that the things were discussed there? It's interesting to notice the results of this meeting. Then you can come up with what? The one-on-one meeting opens Zacchaeus' eyes to see true happiness does not come as a result of greed and grasping for material things. Do you agree with that? If you don't, go make some researches. True happiness is knowing the Savior. Zacchaeus, he told him, look Zacchaeus, this is not, are you happy? And most probably Zacchaeus says, no. I have everything, but you need something else. You need to change your life. Think about that today while sitting on your beautiful soft seat. You need to change your life. And who can change it? Going to the gym? I need to lose some weight. We all need to lose weight. Come on, okay? Some of us, most of us, whatever. I need to, to, to follow this book by this guru. I need to do things. I need to do that and this. How about you need your life to be changed? How about you need Jesus? Simply, we need Jesus. How about I'm a sinner? Forgive me, Lord, and please come into my heart and change my life. Remember what I said at the very beginning. He's a life changer. No one came to Jesus sincerely asking Jesus to change his or her life and went empty-handed. And then maybe he, what happened? Jesus told him, he says this, your, fr- your future is dim. I want to give you a secret. In about seven days, I'm going to go to Calvary. I'm going to go die for you. Zacchaeus, would you take me as your savior? As I said at the very beginning here, I'm speculating, but this could have happened. And if you have any other idea, okay, I have no problem with that. And if you think, if you think you have to ask Jesus in the future when you get there, I hope everyone who is here will get there. Amen? We'll get there. Ask him. Ask him. Perhaps the Lord quoted this verse to him. It is more blessed, Zacchaeus, to give than to receive. Hello. Wake up, Zacchaeus. Give and it will be given to you. How about that? Stop hoarding money. This is not going to get you anywhere. And you're going to die in your sins, Zacchaeus. 
And this is why I'm here. I'm going to go to Calvary to pay for your sins. Would you take me as your savior? Christ helped him. Replace his, un, his selfishness with righteousness. Gave him a new outlook. And at the end of the lunch or dinner, Zacchaeus became a new man. Christ changed Zacchaeus' life. How do we know? Would you like me to read what what Zacchaeus said here. Zacchaeus stood up. He stopped. Said, enough, 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 Jesus. Behold, Lord. Immediately he became his Lord. Behold, Lord. Half of my possessions I will give to the poor. He experienced the change that Jesus came for to do. His life is changed. I know I have hoarded all this, these possessions, illegally. I'm going to give them to the poor. And this is according to the Old Testament. It's, uh, it's in Leviticus chapter 6 and verse 5. And he said, I, I will give back four times as much according to the Jewish law. And then he, would say, he said, if I have defrauded, uh, come on Zacchaeus, you have been fraudulent in your life. But if I have defrauded, fine. If I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will return their money to them. That's, that's salvation. That's a change. This is, this is his announcement. When you get saved, you will tell the world that I got saved. He changed my life. There is no closet, uh, 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 closet ch Christians in life. You know what I'm talking about. There is no, once you get saved, well, uh, I will keep it for myself. No. No. Once you get saved, you tell the whole world that Jesus touched your life and saved you. Right? I hope you agree with me. And I will give. Look what Jesus said. He said, well, how do we know? Look what Jesus said. Verse, put it up. Verse 9. Today. Today. It's not we shall see what's going to happen, Zacchaeus. I don't know whether see this salvation is going to take. Today. Today. Salvation has come to this house. Who said that? Tell me. Help me. Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ announces your salvation, no one can take it away from you. Once saved by the Lord Jesus Christ, here for you Christians, here, once saved and announced by heaven, forever saved. No one can take it away from you. And this is what the Lord is offering today. For a simple, what happened to Zacchaeus of old, when he met Jesus, when he met the Savior, a new dimension came to his life. Everything, the past is buried, and here's everything in you. And if anyone is in Christ, he becomes a new creation. All things are gone.
Christ today can change you. Christ today can give you happiness, can give you joy. Christ today, you will enter in and he will come to your life. You will sup with him and he will sup with you. He will change your mind. Savior from penalty of sin. One more thing. God can change your lives, your homes, your houses. God can change your husband. God can change your wife. God can change your children if you trust him and give him all your life. And God can change churches too. When Christ walked the streets of Jericho that day and found Zacchaeus on that limb in the sycamore tree, some great things happened to Zacchaeus. And this thing is the change that Christ brings to a miserable life. Zacchaeus said in his, <laughs> I wrote this, said in his heart, he sees me. Ha! Huh, he sees me. He loves me. He wants me. He called me by name. Well, Zacchaeus said, he can have me. For such a loving Savior, he can help me. Love wins all the man, all lives, everyone. And I will tell you this. A pastor visited a man in a pottery district who in his younger days has been an infidel. The visitor gazed upon two magnificent vases Vases is good, the word, word vases is French. Cont contained in a glass case. What lovely vases, he remarked. I suppose they are valuable to you, Potter? Yes, was the reply. How much would you sell them for? With a shake of the head, the Potter man, he turned to the pastor. He said, all the money in the world wouldn't tempt me to part with either of them. He told him years ago I was a drunkard, a gambler, a cheater. One who sold his soul to the devil. One day I was persuaded to attend a revival meeting. I did so and on going home I passed a rubbish heap. I saw there's a piece of clay there. Evidently, someone had thrown it away as being useless. I picked it up. I took it home, kneaded it, and molded it. Then I went to the wheel, and out of that worthless piece of clay, I made those two vases. I thought to myself, that if I could do such a thing as that, then God could do so with me. And thereafter, Pastor, I placed myself into his hands, and he has made me a new man. They are not for sale, Pastor. Christ 
will change your life if you welcome him in your heart and place yourself in his hands. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. If the Lord spoke to you this afternoon, say, I want your life. Remember, he came to make it a better life. Young ones and everyone. He wants you. He wants you. He wants to give you a beautiful life. So why don't you give him your life today? Trust him and he will save you. Father, we are thankful that you gave us these few minutes to meditate on what the Lord Jesus Christ came for. We thank you for changing our lives and we thank you that you are still in the business of changing lives. Touch those who do not know you yet and help them not to leave, saying in their heart, well, next time I'll give my life to Christ. Let them know life is short and next time might never come. The decision is now. Bless the rest of us, Lord. Bless this congregation, the families that are on vacation and couldn't make it. Be with them all and help us to live a life worthy of our calling. Dismiss us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.